0: The following program is brought to you in living color. Pour yourself a glass of wine.
1: I don't know if you can tell by my overall vibe, I am a friendly fellow. <laughs> kind of guy that likes to get to the airport a couple hours early, get a few white wines in me and start telling old people they still got it. That's the kind of...
0: Tilt the wine glass at a 45 degree angle against a white background and sight the wine. Swirl the wine in your wine glass for about three to five seconds and assess the wine's viscosity.
1: It's the Wine Crush, the show that's all about the grape. Now, here's your host... The Madam of the Merlot, Laura Lawson
2: Welcome to the Wine Crush, I'm Laura Lawson, your favorite Chardonnay sipping diva And you are listening to the show that's all about the grape in all its glory All the vine, all the time, everything you ever wanted to know about wine and were afraid to ask That's what we are here for We are your media resource for about our very active, all over the board little grape and actually, they aren't that little anymore.
1: They're getting bigger.
2: They are getting bigger, and they're getting squished. And that's why it certainly gets interesting. And uh, that, that kind of is the impetus for today's show. Now, let, let's start right here. I have been doing my best globe trotter imitation for the last 10 days. I have crisscrossed southeast, northeast, you, you, you name it. I, I don't know what time zone I'm waking up in. Really? I don't know what city I'm waking up in. Uh, I don't know what day it is. So you why, put, why so
1: much uh, of the travel? Where are you going?
2: I, it's just summer and a little bit of business, a little bit of personal, and being pulled in different directions. Uh, so I, I I have logged something like 6,000 miles in 10 days, and it's just keeping me on my toes. Wow. Uh, so recently, uh, family adventure. We were going somewhere and had the phone, and, of course, we, we were traipsing someplace new, and uh, my husband pulled out the trusty, phone man app to tell us where we were going and i said no honey i have a map and he's like honey i've got the phone it's fine the phone will tell us where to go and sure enough we're trying to find someplace that's a little bit complicated and as you can imagine we lost cell service mm. so yeah. we have lost cell service someplace where i'm telling you even the cows looked hostile and i'm like well good news for me i have the map i actually uh, have you had, a a, I map had a paper there? map there." wow look at you And, of course, I had spent the last hour and a half being totally ridiculed because I was relying on a paper map. And it just kind of led me to think a lot of things, a lot of stuff that the, the FCC really wouldn't appreciate me repeating on the air about the comments I got, but also about the fact that maps are never going to be dead.
1: No, they're not, and I agree with that.
2: And I think that anyone traveling today, am I saying you need a Rand McNally? In your glove box, no, but I would say that you better make sure you have a fail safe if you get out of cell range or your phone dies. I
1: have been globe trotting a little myself recently and I found myself in Las Vegas. Oh doing uh, well, I was in Utah and then came back to Las Vegas, but Oh I would have but paid to see the that. lady in my phone and, I, and it's not your lady. the lady in my phone could not find her fanny with both hands getting me to the hotel in Las Vegas. So I, I think it's a good idea to keep a map around.
2: I think you have to. And that's the theme for today's show is maps are not dead and there are great uses for maps. Today, the whole show is going to be dictated by what a map can and can't do for you. And I, I think it really sheds a lot of light. And my, I guess my next question is, yes, I am old enough that I grew up learning how truly not only to read a map like a road map, but honestly having a piece of paper and a compass and being able to map points. It, it, does the new generation even know what a map is? And can I don't they think they it? know,
1: but uh, they need to know. They really do because um, and, and the, the the drawback of a map though is it never changes. You got to keep them updated
2: Best because trip. roads
1: change all the time.
2: Are, okay. But the lady in
1: my phone didn't know that either.
2: <laughs> I would have loved to have heard that conversation. All right, so today we are going to be all over the map, quite literally. Discussing various things and uh, let, let, let's do the most pertinent one at this point point. and the most pertinent one is of course What's going on in California? There, there's a there is a confluence of events that are, Is actually very very troubling uh, the first if you were to look at a map and ironically enough uh, I hope I can get away doing this SF gate Which is the website for San Francisco gate for those of you who like to see the interactive maps I encourage you go ahead pull up that website And what you're going to see is a map that has everything to do with all the forest fires and all the forest fires, uh, all the vineyard fires and wildfires that are going on out there. Uh, A lot of that is concentrated up around Lake County. But you're looking at 60,000 acres up around Lake County that I've been burning since last Wednesday and 60,000 acres. I want you to truly get your head around that right now. All up and down California, the fires are rampant. There are 9,000 firefighters working on the state of California as we're speaking. And when you take a look at that map and what's affected, it really is devastating. It, it will traumatize you. Yes, of course, this time last year we were dealing with the effects of an earthquake, but you look at how far-reaching something like this is coupled with the four-year drought that's been going on in California, and it really makes you stop and take a breath. It makes you say oh, my God, how finite things can be. Uh, You look at a time right now that the highlight of being a wine show today was going to be the fact that we're having the earliest crush we have in Southern California in decades, that people are pulling their grapes in, that we're going ahead, and we're beginning uh, in July, so to speak, harvest and to actually making grapes and putting everything together. And right now, not only do you have the fact that it's an early harvest You have the drought. You have the forest fires. It is not a good time to be in California. And, of course, again, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with everybody out there right now and keep our fingers crossed that something can be done to contain everything. But uh, definitely pay attention to what's going on in California. You know, again, a year ago we talked about the earthquake, how devastating it was in Napa. But when you look how far-reaching all these fires are right now and the lives of these 9,000 firefighters that are working throughout the whole state – Please keep your eye on it. Please keep your eye on what's going on. It will definitely be more enlightening than what's going on with the grape. So there's your map thing for today. Definitely go on SF Gate, see what's going on, and pay attention. Now, something else, of course, this goes hand in hand. Obviously, wildfires happen. They're nature's course. They do some clearing all around the country. We discuss the need for occasionally a natural burn. But the fact that we've been in the drought for four years brings us to our next map commentary. And that's over the river basins right now. Now, I think you should remember from a couple of shows ago, we were discussing the fact that people were challenging the water rights for the first time ever. The water rights from 1919 and before were actually being squashed. They were having stymies put on them. And today, if you were to take out your old maps from 1860s and take a look at it, uh, those water rights are being absolutely called into question. And there are some incidences happening in California right now. If you literally can't produce a map, if you can't actually produce some kind of survey, if you can't just put out something that geographically delineates what your rights are, they're being waived. Yeah. And I, how
1: can, how can people do that though? How can they produce a map that, that tells them what they need to know?
2: Well, apparently there were a couple people who have claimed water rights that, Not only is it not substantiated, they were flat out lied to. And so because of that, it's calling all of these in question. And again, we're back to the situation. We're dealing with the horrible drought. You have resources that are limited. And anytime you have resources of any given sort that the human populace needs, it's going to become a point of contention. And again, especially when you're looking at wildfires, when you're looking at monetary values, when you're looking at the impact of lack of rivers or lack of water, then, of course, it's becoming an issue. So that's twice on a map that we're dealing with two majorly impactful situations. And again, this is not something Google, well, I guess Google Earth, you could see pictures of it. But ultimately, to be able to sit down to read a map and to look at it, it's amazing how something like that, something tangible like a map, can really, really affect what's going on. So keep both those things in the back of your mind. Of course, I promise you this is a positive, upbeat show. We are looking at the happy things about wine, but there's just too much going on in the world right now to really not kind of focus on some of these little things. Sure. So
1: I appreciate you doing that too. It keeps the show on the up and up. It keeps the show current. It keeps the show in the public eye. We need all that we can get. I see. Yeah.
2: I'm concerned about you. You, you, you spent too much time in Vegas, didn't you? I did. You? Okay. So, uh, U-
1: Utah. The Mormons got a hold of me.
2: <laughs> okay. Did, you, did I
1: tell you I got married five times while I was out there?
2: That's outstanding. Yes, okay. Same woman all five or random uh, No, ones?
1: no, just all kinds of, And just never mind. Okay. It, it was a joke.
2: It was probably safer that way. All right. So we are kind of off the depressing thing. So here, here's where some interesting things can really come into play. All right. So here's a question for you. When you're sitting down, And you're deciding, if you've been traveling, Kent and I have been traveling. If the two of us have been traveling, that means that I'm sure a lot of our listeners have. It's usually that time of year. What is your favorite place to drink? Now, I'm not discussing your favorite watering hole. I'm not saying the bar in the corner. I'm not saying your back porch. I want you to think about it. Have a moment and have your broad scope and think about of all the places you've visited. And let's go ahead and keep it to the United States. You don't have to keep it to the continental United States, just the United States. What is your favorite place to go and drink wine, Kent? Do you have favorite
1: a- place to go and drink wine? Yes, um, just generally in a in a watering hole, a local, a local you Didn't know I- kind of um, you know establishment. That you don't you're Familiar with
2: you? Don't listen. I oh, wait, just said. I just said. Oh. When you're looking at traveling, I don't mean your local watering hole. I oh, don't you mean, mean the like place a like city, water. city, state, beach, tree? I don't care. What is your favorite place to go drink? Okay, let me use an example. Why don't you
1: tell me yours, and that way I'll be safer when I give you mine.
2: My favorite place to go and have a cocktail is around Bodega Bay, California. There is a restaurant called the River's End, and it is right where the Russian River meets the Pacific Ocean. And on an absolutely beautiful day out there... It will take your breath away. It can bring tears to your eyes, and it's absolutely lovely. When I'm having these bad moments where I think I wish I were anywhere from here and that I wish you were never too old to run away from home, I think of sitting at a River's End and having a lovely glass of Veuve Clico Rosé and enjoying it. That's Hmm. what I mean when my favorite place to drink. Okay. So.
1: Mine was in Cayenta, Utah. Cayenta, Utah. A out Utah. Okay. of the way place where uh, they make uh, wind sculptures. And um it was just a little I don't know, a little a little tiny restaurant. That there were hardly any people in. See, I don't like crowds.
2: They make wind What's a wind sculpture?
1: You don't know what wind sculptures are? I, I, don't oh, know. I must tell you about Lyman Whitaker. Oh god. And <laughs>
2: what have I done?
1: <laughs> wind sculptures. They're beautiful. If I could afford one, I'd get you one.
2: Why, thank you. I appreciate that. Is yeah. this like a wind chime? Is no, no. This no. A...
1: It, it spins in the wind and it creates a design. And it's made of copper and it's beautiful.
2: Okay. Fair enough. So ultimately, your favorite place right now we have dictated is Utah. Uh, and, yeah. and one of my favorite places to drink is California. Now, fortunately, we drink in favorable places to consume wine. Really? Yes. And I'll explain that. After we take this small commercial break.
1: For pictures, videos, show recaps and more, become a fan of Wine Crush Radio Group on Facebook.
3: Tax laws can help you. Plus, right now, we'll waive the consultation fee and give you our free tax savings report. Attention business owners, the self-employed, and W-2 workers. Make this free call to the tax doctor now and learn how to take advantage of the new tax laws that may help you pay the IRS less. 800-281-7048. 800-281-7048. 281 7048
4: That's 800-281-7048. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp.
1: Call us for free information at 1-800-542-6751. 1-800-542-6751. 1-800-542-6751. This is the news. This morning, we are saluting the 2.2 million women who have joined in the war effort. They now make up 37% of the workforce, changing
0: their role forever. The prestigious Harvard Medical School is breaking ground today, opening its doors to new female applicants.
5: Today,
1: little girls all over the world look to the sky, where the first woman is now in space.
5: Military stereotypes are challenged today with the trailblazing promotion of a U.S. female officer to four-star general. It was just announced that the vast majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse.
2: More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council
5: and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women.
4: Ranger Station. Ranger speaking. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting. Location? Uh, in the woods, just outside of town. Oh, not surprising. You've got your home. Bears have theirs. Yeah, but see, this wasn't just any bear. This bear was wearing jeans and a hat, as in a smoky bear. Jeans and a hat. That's definitely smoky. What exactly did he have to say? Well, we were about to head home, you know, after having a bonfire. Oh, I can guess where this is going. Right, right. See, Smokey told me the fire wasn't actually out. He said if it's too hot to touch, it's too hot to leave. That's true. Did you know that 9 out of 10 wild wildfires are caused by humans that means nine out of ten wildfires can be prevented wow no kidding i'm a forest ranger we never kid sorry <laughs> that, that was a joke oh if you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire step in and make a difference because nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans brought to you by smoky bear the u.s forest service your state forester and the ad council learn more at smokybear.com only you can prevent wildfires
1: We're back with more Wine Crush with Laura Lawson.
2: Welcome back to The Crush. I'm Laura Lawson. Today, we are literally all over the map. Everything we discuss is going to touch on the need for the impact or the necessity of a map. And right before we took a break, Kent and I were bantering back and forth on where our favorite places to drink And Kent had decided that his was Utah and mine was California. And fortunately we are in good stead when we go visit those places because we are not going to pay through (laughs) the nose or in this case, the mouth, which I didn't to be drinking in these States. However, you definitely are going to, in certain States, there is a great article out right now. And the article I'm going to get wrong. It is by a gentleman by the name of Adam Morgenstern and it came out in Forbes That right now, there is a study and a survey that has happened. How high are wine taxes in your state? And you can find this at taxfoundation.org. And uh, it goes on to list about the best states to drink in tax wise. And so, fortunately for us, Utah, California, definitely very, very friendly. In fact, for me, uh, California is one of the lowest taxable states. Uh, Utah, you'll have to understand this. I am a little bit colorblind and it's Mm -hmm. a color map and the colors are very close. So I can't read what the tax is on Utah, but I know it's not in the top 25. So we're in good stead.
1: I I was told that they don't tax it a lot there. They just, it's just maybe not as potent as it is in other States.
2: Uh, there is a, a couple of funky laws in Utah that there has to be lower alcohol. Uh, now keep in mind, as we're talking about tax rates, we have all seen, those strange archaic laws on the books we have read about it you've watched your history and discovery channels on things but uh obviously state tax rates vary from state to state to state some of them they're based on uh the overall alcohol content the higher the alcohol content literally the higher the tax rate Uh, there are some states get this the weight of a case really a case of wine Uh, will raise the tax rate. I think the logic on that is uh, it will tear up the roads if they're heavier cases. I I honestly don't know. But literally, you can get taxed on weight. Uh, You can get taxed on color. Uh, You can get taxed taxed on varietal.
1: How do you get taxed on color?
2: Uh, Some states tax red wines higher than white wines. Uh, And there are a lot of states that tax champagne higher and sparkling wine higher. Uh than still wines and uh, as we all know from recent court cases uh, believe it or not there are some states that tax imported wines higher than they do regular so bottom line is tax rates vary from state to state to state but when you look at it here are the top 10 states for tax and at the height of this this this
1: is where i'll pay the most
2: you are going to pay the most in kentucky In Kentucky, you're going to pay $3.18 a gallon tax for every gallon of wine you drink. So in order, Kentucky, Alaska, Florida, Iowa, Alabama, New Mexico, Georgia, Virginia, Arkansas, D.C., and Rhode Island. Now, in in other words, if you're in the Southeast, you're going to pay more to drink.
1: Do you think it's because it's more of a syntax thing?
2: I, I Definitely. I think uh, when you look at whether it's liquor, whether it's beer, whether you look at anything along those lines, it's definitely syntax. They're going to actually go ahead and make you pay for the privilege. Uh, Kentucky, I find interesting, since Kentucky is the bourbon and horse racing capital of the United States, that uh, they're going to worry about a syntax and charge it online. No. Uh, Florida doesn't surprise me. Uh, Florida has no state income tax. So, of course, they're going to get their money from somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, Montana would
1: be very high, wouldn't it? No,
2: Montana's next to nothing.
1: Really? No. I don't See, think they have an
2: the, income tax. No, the two states I would have thought would have been the highest just out of logistics. I understand Alaska being in there. Alaska doesn't have much to tax. I mean, let's face facts. <laughs> there's not much they can tax up there alaska and hawaii both i mean everything they do is going to have to come in on boat coming on ship there's going to be a whole bunch of fuel surcharges everything to get it there those two make sense kentucky georgia virginia washington dc really arkansas i i I don't really understand the impact on why we're taxing things so if anybody has any great ideas very high in washington is that what you're saying it's very high in dc everything's very high in dc i do get a lot of money
1: because there's a good reason to To drink in Washington, D.C.
2: Maybe that's it. All the politicians give you the reason to run for the bar, and they figure they might as well make money that way. Hey, we're going to take a quick break right here. When we return, we will continue our globe-dropping and continue to go ahead and imply how drinking around the map can certainly help you.
4: So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 800-989-0233.
3: 800-989-0233. 800-989-0233. That's 800-989-0233.
6: Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was gone. So you're just giving up? Giving up on what?
4: The life of luxury. Egyptian cotton, caviar Thursdays, designer everything. What are you talking about? Our plan. What happened to winning the lottery and mastering the art of the perfect mimosa? Hosting galas, wearing enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacationing in the French Riviera, and then buying it. I just thought maybe it was
6: time to prepare for my future. You know, set some financial goals, make some smart investments, open a
4: 401k. Financial goals? Investments? A 401k? You are horrifying right now. Listen, if winning the lottery were easy, everyone would do it.
6: When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at FeedThePig.org. This message brought
5: to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council on the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon-rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council.
1: Welcome back for more of The Wine Crush with Laura Lawson.
2: Welcome back to The Crush. I'm Laura Lawson. That last segment certainly led to a couple interesting conversations in the off-hours. So uh, we definitely did some mathematics on this. So for those of you who weren't tuned in, we were discussing where it is user-friendly and nicer on your pocketbook to drink tax-wise. And uh, here's what it rolled up into. If you're going to drink wine, you need to do it in the Northeast because it averages out at 71 cents per gallon. Then the West at 76 cents a gallon. 76 a gallon. The Midwest at 82 cents a gallon. And of course, if you're going to drink in the South, you're going to plan on paying $1.23 on average per gallon. Now, here's what's interesting on that Southern equation. Uh, the lowest tax rate in the country are our friends in Louisiana. Really? Yes. Louisiana has the lowest tax rate, and you're only paying $0.11 cents a gallon to drink in Louisiana.
1: Why so low, I wonder?
2: Have you been to New Orleans?
1: Well, you know, that's true.
2: Have you been to Baton Rouge? Come on, let's think about it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so. uh,
1: I'm actually surprised that California is so low, given their budgetary problems uh, and the wine industry there.
2: I don't know. Is California actually, uh, let's see if I can read this. California is 20 cents on a gallon. Uh, That's nothing. I'd be curious to see what factors went into computing California's tax per gallon um obviously we're looking at state tax we aren't talking about the federal excise tax that the batf places on wineries so maybe part of that is eaten up maybe there's a counterbalance there that Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah so anyway there you go for those of you who are drinking there are your various tax rates keep that in mind of course if you're traveling and you go to kentucky i suggest you sample the local bourbon the local beer i'd stay away from your wine if i were you so uh kent this is interesting you always keep me on my toes when you do my new opens yes And I heard something in the opening today about some bad comedian getting to the airport port early
1: telling old people, they've still got it. Yes. Don't, don't really
2: have any clue what that has to do about wine. Uh, but it does actually segue nicely into our next segment of people who are traveling around the map. Uh, this falls in that category of people you kind of worry about, but ultimately there is a group of travelers and this was reported off CNN and basically you have a special breed of travelers who choose the airline and who choose their routes based off wine list <laughs> on the airplanes. Really? Yes. Um, okay. And it goes on to quote, and I'd love to get this gentleman on the show, but uh, there is a gentleman and I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, ben Schlappig. He is uh, he writes the blogger ultimately. Uh, he is a blogger, my apologies, uh, one mile at a time. It's an airline blog. And he will choose his route and choose his airlines that there's a group of them that serve the best vintages. And sometimes it means they'll deliberately take a longer route, a longer layover, to make sure they can enjoy their favorite wines and their favorite champagnes.
1: That's a little bit too much research for me.
2: I I, I don't really understand it. I, I have to be honest with you. Um now, granted, apparently... I don't know the, where
1: he gets his info. I mean, how's he? How well, does no, he, trust
2: me. The, a lot of these, as we look at air travel and the fact that everything is being cut and cut back and people are trying to work on, I don't know, the quality of air experience you get when you're traveling, uh, besides the fact they charge you $25 a bag, besides the fact sure. that the seats are basically big enough to hold a Cabbage Patch doll, exactly. they're going to find a way to try and make you happy. Um there are a whole bunch of web, websites out there dedicated to telling you what you can get on an airline, when you can get on the airline, you know, whether it's Southwest, whether it's Delta. In fact, uh, Qantas was awarded the best airline wine list by the, of the world by Fine Wine Magazine last year. And uh, ultimately, they serve Tattinger, Comp de Champagne in first class and they make a point of okay. this now all this is coming from cnm but it does make it interesting there's airlines out there uh that are serving uh french Bordeaux. they're sh- serving morgo they're serving lafitte and again this is all trying to make the air experience C- more can pleasing. i get
1: that back in coach
2: no of course you can't get that back in coach oh. it's about what's in first class but it still fascinates me that there's a group of travelers that will plan their trips based on what they can drink yeah you know, we, we're joking about what states we like to drink, but I promise you, I am not going to add uh, three hours to the airline no. experience just because I can get a glass of Krug. It's just not going to no. happen. Uh, for that three hours worth of my time, I'll go buy a bottle of Krug and drink it somewhere else. It it's just that bag. simple. Yeah. So, again, I, I'm I'm not necessarily making fun of you, but if there are those of you out there who understand this and you do this, I want to talk to you. Help me understand why the mentality of adding to your travel experience, just so you can drink something you already know what it tastes like. I need you to call us 877-4-CRUSH-1, or you can email me directly, Laura Lawson at com, Or of course you can go after Kent at any point, Kent Bernhardt at com, And just explain this obsession with me. You know, certainly I know there are, there are gastromes out there that will travel all over the Southeast, the Northeast. I know that there are people out there that will follow uh, the salmon so that they can try them at different stages and rivers. I know there are people that are on a quest to find the best oyster in the country.
4: Yeah,
2: I get that. You know, maybe, believe it or not, I do get that. I do understand it. You want the experience. But why would you add extra legs and travel someplace you didn't need to go just to have a glass of something you can get at home?
1: Well, you meet people in the wine industry all the time. And don't, don't you regularly meet people that after you walk away from them, you go, man, I thought I was into wine. You're a little bit too deep into wine.
2: No, it's called, they're insane.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, they're they're just,
2: okay. we, we all admit that freely, that if you're going to stay in the wine business and make a lifetime of it, there's something wrong with you. You were dropped on your head. Something mm-hmm. happened to you as a child. You were neglected. You're missing a very valuable gene. I don't know what it is, but if you make a life and a career out of wine, yeah, we all recognize each other for being insane.
1: Are most of them eccentric people who run vineyards?
2: Who actually run the? Who vineyards? actually actually
1: do the the hands on?
2: Careful on that. See the people. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know the I know the owners
1: are probably very eccentric.
2: Yeah. But. Um. No. Um. I think the word you're looking for. It depends on what your definition colorful. of eccentric. <laughs> yes, I have met a lot of colorful people in my business, but those are the ones that are passionate about what goes in the bottle. When you meet the owners, when you meet the people who have them, uh, that's usually money and business sense when you meet those that are passionate about what goes in the bottle that's when you start getting bleeding off the normality chart the guy can
1: talk to you 3 hours about dirt
2: can he's, will he's a
1: little bit uh, too into it right
2: uh, maybe maybe not I mean, I'm sure you could talk to someone three hours about what the best soundboard is, or if you are actually going to get into a drama or get into a debate. I know you're usually getting involved in plays and some kind of sound, sound oh, yeah. stage and stuff like that, that but... but you could spend three hours telling me why My Fair Lady or spam Spamalots, the best thing ever created. No, no, no.
1: I'd have to have a lot of wine before I could spend three hours telling
2: you that. All right. So anyway, we're just trying to use that as an example. Everybody is passionate about something, and that's usually a fairly good thing. All right, so today we are continuing our Around the Map. Like I said, we are tangently touching a whole bunch of different things. Uh, We're going to take a small break right here, but when we get back to it, we're actually going to look at how the map can determine how certain people can line their pockets just based on a geographical boundary.
1: Follow host Laura Lawson on Twitter at Wine Crush Radio.
6: This is the Wine Crush.
0: Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Call On-Call Pharmacy right now and save as much as $700. 800-884-7919. On-Call Pharmacy delivers the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for 120 bucks with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Call on call pharmacy now and take advantage of this special offer. 800-884-7919 Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 800-884-7919 800-884-7919 800-884-7919
5: Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council.
1: Get your maps out. We're following Laura Lawson on The Wine Crush.
2: This is The Crush. I'm Laura Lawson, and right now we are globetrotting with our handy little paper maps because, as we have proven, sometimes there are things that our lovely little companion Siri just can't do for us. If you're traveling around the wilds of California, Siri cannot tell you exactly what AVA. She can't tell you if you're in Napa. She can't tell if you're in Sonoma. If you're at the peak of the Mayakama, she can't tell you which side you're on and which AVA you're in. And yet there are times where that can be the most important information to you if you're going to drink, or even more importantly, pay for what you're about to drink. Um, For those of you who are not familiar, AVA, Approved American Viticultural Areas, they are special areas that have been determined to be geographically unique. And they can be as small and based off an elevation Or they can be as big and based off a county. Of course, you have heard time and time again the debate between uh, the label requirements in Sonoma right now. If you have a Russian River AVA, you now have to put the fact that you're from Sonoma County as well. So people are very nitpicky about these. And there's a reason for that. Obviously, there is a world of difference that a bottle of Cabernet from Rutherford, Napa Valley can dictate, as opposed to a bottle of Cabernet from, let's call it Central Coast. World of difference. For those of you who know wine, you know exactly what I mean. Are you going to pay $98 for a bottle of Kent Bernhardt Central Valley Cabernet? Good stuff. Now, I appreciate the fact that Kent's name's on the bottle, but there's really probably not a chance you're going to do that. However, if I were to offer you a bottle of BV George de la Tour, From Rutherford Napa Valley California and say you only had to pay $98 for it what would you do BAM you'd be on it like a shot there's the difference and of course you have to look at heritage you have to look at history there's a reason that wines from Napa Valley can certainly command more than Central Valley there's a whole science there's a whole argument there is a whole literally economy behind it but the question then becomes where is perception in this and people have started to challenge the idea that avas should determine price and quality and i can't say i disagree with it it's like saying that your mercedes is better than my gmc just because it's a mercedes you know obviously there are people that can argue it back and forth but people have taken issue with this for a while and finally there are some studies being done now you know how i generally feel about studies you, you know i think we can find more you throw ways.
1: many under the bus
2: I, I do we can find a great great many that waste time, waste money, and did you really just take the time to study that alcohol will actually make you feel better until it doesn't? I mean, just some of the stuff I read just really needs to be thrown straight in the trash can. But this is interesting because it is putting some scientific research behind a challenge we've all had. Now look, I tell you to drink what you like, not what you're told, and I do mean that, and I stand by that. Some people drink Napa Valley Cabernet because that's what they like. I am a Rutherford fan. I love Rutherford dust. I can pick it out a mile away. It's my favorite Cabernet to drink. I do not drink Napa Valley Cabernet because I think I have to, I should, and I want to. Okay? That simple. Well, people who are quote-unquote in the know about wine, 78 of them were brought together. And 78 of them were broken into two different groups. And you had a blind group and you had a double blind group. The blind group were given two wines. And actually, it was a series of eight tastings, two wines each. And as they went back and forth, they were told that one of the wines was from Napa Valley and the other wine was from Lodi. And they went through systematically and marked what wines they preferred. Cab Shard, Cab Shard. By the time they got done with this test group, A hundred, actually, I will take that back. It was 96.2, which I couldn't figure out how that number came from. 96.2 had unanimously voted that the Napa Valley wine was much better than the Lodi wine. Okay, that's fine. I get it. I understand it. Here's what was interesting is those wines side by side were the same wine. They were exactly the same. Oh, really? And they had been told that one was Napa and one was Lodi. Now, when they went into the double blind tasting, where they were just put two wines side by side, and no details were told about the wine, whether it was from Napa, whether it was from Lodi, whether it was Sonoma, whether it was North Carolina, and people were allowed just to taste, 90% of the time, people understood they were drinking the same wine in both glasses. There was nothing subjective there were no labels there were no names that were placed on things so of course it really made the people who were creating the study stand up and pay attention so at that point after they had done the blind and the double blind tasting they went back through they selected 50 people and they put i guess what are they called, electrodes so that they could measure the neuron yeah, brain pathways, waves the brain and things, waves yeah. and so they went through and again did a test very very similar they went through had two wines this time the wines were different they said, this wine is from Napa, this wine is from Lodi, which one do you like better? And by measuring brain waves, this time it was 100% the people said they definitely like the Napa Valley wines better. Take the next control group. Same situation, all over again, electrons or electrodes are put on the head. They are given two wines. They are two different wines this time, but they're not told, they are not told ones from Napa, ones from Lodi. They were just asked to select which one they like better. And what was interesting is the wine from Lodi was selected 75 percent of the time so Interesting. He- here's what it comes down to and this is how it applies to a map is we are becoming programmed to believe that certain regions certain areas certain producers are always going to produce the best wine and because of that because a geographical snobbery as a consumer We are often touted and often pushed into paying more for those wines. Ultimately, it goes down to what we preach at you every single close of this show. Be open-minded. Wine is subjective. And you can take that big, wonderful, beautiful map. You can put it up. You can say, this is wonderful. These are the regions I like. But if you aren't willing to blur those boundaries, if you aren't willing to look outside of them, then you're limiting yourself. Understand this too. When we start looking at these AVAs, when we start looking at them very, very finitely, you're going to learn that the difference and the distance between a $100 bottle of Cabernet and a $50 bottle of Cabernet can literally be as far from me to Kent right now. And for those of you who are wondering, I could very easily nail Kent in the head with a ping pong ball blindfolded. He is sitting that close. If so, we
1: didn't have bulletproof glass between us, yes, it might have not. happened by now. All
2: right, so keep that in mind. When we are taking maps into effect, when we are taking AVAs into effect, when we are looking at broad scope, if you blur those lines and are willing sometimes look 10 or 15 feet across from that designation, I think you're going to find something remarkable and wonderful. So don't let a name goad you into doing exactly what you don't want to do, which is paying more of your pocket for something you aren't sure you like or not. We're going to take the last break on The Crush. When we return, we will have our last map quest of the day and see what we have coming up in next shows.
1: Need a wine recommendation for a party? Want Laura to address something on the show? Email her at lauralawson at winecrush.com
3: an adult elephant can weigh up to six tons the average person hundred and fifty pounds ever heard of carfentanil it's a large wild animal tranquilizer illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it it can kill the average human if you or a loved one is addicted to opiates even pain pills don't wait until it's too late call the detox and treatment helpline now we care many of us have been where you are We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 800-915-9734. 800-915-9734. That's
5: 800-915-9734. The IRS is the most feared agency in the world. You've heard ads from other companies offering to help taxpayers only if they owe over $10,000. Here at Platinum Tax Defenders we're a rated with the Better Business Bureau and we're proud to be one of the only tax firms in the country who understands that people who owe less than $10,000 need help just as badly. The IRS doesn't care how much money you owe. They'll still garnish your wages and even seize your assets. So whether you owe just a few thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands, call now for your free tax consultation. If you qualify, we may even be able to reduce your tax debt down to a small fraction of what you owe. So don't wait until the IRS seizes your property and garnishes your wages. Call 800-856-1330 and get your tax problem resolved once and for all. That number again is 800-856-1330. 800 856 1330. As I went through school, one giant question loomed over me. What did I want
1: to be? But in order to know what I wanted to be, I had to first decide
3: what I wanted to make. I wanted to make more. So I became a teacher. Now I make learning a privilege, not a chore, and
1: frustration a tool, not an obstacle. I make working hard seem easy, and giving up, impossible. I make an old subject feel like a fresh thought, and unconventional methods common. I make material things less important, and little things, like patience and kindness, count. I make weekdays more exciting than weekends, and classrooms feel like anything but.
4: I make things different, which is all I ever hoped for. I'm a teacher. I make more.
5: Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more, teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council.
2: say it's over, You it's
1: We missed you. Now it's more of the Wine Crush with Laura Lawson.
2: This is The Crush. I'm Laura Lawson. Today, as we are getting done mapping our way through wine country and through drinking, it's fun to give you a friendly reminder of something. There was a time, maybe it was 50, 60, 70 years ago, when you were going to go off the grid. It meant that you were literally going to go off that area of the map that had been grid marked out. That you actually knew where you were you had a latitude a longitude and a direction today of course if we say we're going off the grid it means we're turning every electronic appliance off and we are not going to actually use anything that's considered technology this is a combination of both now as much as we like having map things our company Suntory is getting ready to go off the map off the grid to see what the effects of aging are they are going to send whiskey and various other alcoholic products into space yes they are going to put bottles into clear glass containers and send them up to zero gravity because mapping here on the earth and having things here on the earth is not enough we are going to see what the effects of zero gravity are on aging and the taste and the profile of what happens to alcoholic beverages and to wine now of course i find this absolutely fascinating because it falls in that category of studies that do absolutely nothing for us because even if we find out that after a year which after a year they're gonna bring half of them back and they're gonna leave the remainder of them for two years to see what happens How does this impact us? What good does this do? The cost prohibitive nature of sending something into space for aging, we can't even agree on putting something under the ocean. We certainly don't need to be looking at the laws on what happens in zero gravity. But regardless of where we draw it, where we look at it, the maps are always going to affect our day. Whether it's harvest, whether it's fire, whether it's water, whether it's where we drink, what we pay, and how we drink, it's always going to be our companion, so don't ever get caught without it. As always here in The Crush, reminding you to sip socially, to drink responsibly, to drink what you like, not what you're told, but most importantly, in vino veritas, in wine, there's truth. I'm Laura Lawson, and I'll talk with you next week.